0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman
1: in association
2: with Air on News Talk.
1: Now I'm joined by Kieran O'Donnell Finnegale Minister of State with responsibility for Local Government and Planning, and Ivana Batich, Leader of the Labour Party. We're going to be discussing the eviction bo- vote, uh, the eviction ban vote, in just a moment. But if I can come to you first, Kieran, just on that issue, you heard what the T said. Limerick Jail is in your constituency. Do you agree with him?
3: Well, I suppose I'm reluctant, and, and the Taoiseach had said the same. I'm reluctant to comment on any individual case. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have knowledge the, the, of it, uh, which I,
1: is fair. I, and, the and, general I, issue.
3: The, the general issue for me is about um, the risk to any prisoner within the prison system, regardless of their sex. And the the as you said, as the minister for uh, justice has stated, the Irish Prison Service are, curring, are currently finalising. Uh, a document around that whole area about transgender uh, people being in prison. Uh, no, no, I
1: know that. I'm, I'm, but, but the bottom line is, and this is what the show was asked, so I'm going to ask you the same question. Are violent sex offenders, should they be housed in female prisons?
3: Anyone that's... I've just a general overview, but, but it's a very, very, very specific area. Irish Prison Service are over it. I know that the Taoiseach and, the Minister, view, and the Minister for Justice, because it, it's something that I wouldn't have the skill sets to comment on. All right. So I think we, we should we, we move on from that. We should be discussing this matter with the Minister for Justice Simon ban.
1: Ivana, I'll ask you the same question Should violent sex offenders be housed in women's prisons?
2: I think, Kira, nobody, no prisoner, should be at risk, whatever their gender. And I know the Irish Prison Service takes risks to prisoners, whatever their gender, very, very seriously. Indeed, I should say that I'm probably unusual among TDs in that I was a criminal justice practitioner. I visited many prisons. I'm aware. I'm very, con- I'm very conscious of huge issues around, particularly around incarceration of women. Limerick Prison is a prison in which there are over 200 men housed, and, twen- and its capacity for about 20 or 25 women. And there has been, for many years, Kira, real concern raised by so many international and indeed by the Irish yeah, yeah, but With respect you're not answering my question. Well, can I say this? I think the Irish Prison Service are quite right to develop a policy on this. I think they need and to ensure view? there is no... There, my view is that it should be dealt with, this should be dealt with on an individual basis because there are some prisoners who pose a real risk to others okay. and they should certainly be incarcerated in a way in which they are secure and that other prisoners are kept okay. safe from them, l- whatever l- they're... Let us
1: move on to the eviction, ban. I'll come to you first, Kieran. Uh It looks like the government may hold sway on this. Uh, do you think the mitigation measures would be enough to make this politically palatable?
3: Well I think that I uh, expect uh, the government will win the vote tonight uh, really we're about tonight is is we' put forward we have done a huge range of measures we we it was always uh the intention that this was a temporary uh moratorium eviction moratorium uh it will conclude as expected uh, on the 31st of March but it's not a cliff edge uh it will it goes out to the 18th of June uh, and we continue to uh, ensure we, we increase supply. Uh, and I think over the, the the moratorium period, the government have put, uh, with the department and the local authorities, over 10,000 uh, units in, in place in terms of social units, in terms of, of build units, 7,000 leased units. Uh, there's 1,500 voids. There's 650 in terms of emergency accommodation. And when we've done the tenants in situ scheme, that's up and running since last April. Uh, we'd like to see I that. Think thing. It's, I think
1: 18 houses out of a potential 400 ha- houses have, have been purchased by the tenants in situ scheme.
3: Yeah, but in many of those are, as there's well over 300, 400 of those uh, currently in discussions being finalised by the local authorities. We want the local authorities and the Minister for, for um, Housing O'Brien, my colleague, wrote to the local authorities in the last okay, week. Okay, so specifically. you're
1: satisfied that the government measures that, that you're doing enough that the, this this uh, the eviction ban will be the, the the vote will be won by the government and and that that you're moving in the right direction. Ivana, do you agree?
2: Well, look, the government may win the vote on numbers, but I don't believe that in any way this will answer the real issue, which is all of the families and individuals who are now facing homelessness. And, you know, Minister O'Donnell says there's no cliff edge. There certainly is. It certainly feels like a cliff edge when families are looking at being out of their homes from the first of April onwards, with nowhere else to go, and that's the critical point, Kira. This is not just about people getting notices to quit; it's people getting notices to quit at a time when there is literally nowhere else in their communities or anywhere in the in the immediate vicinity to be able to rent. I'm hearing of people who have to move out, certainly moving out of Dublin, moving out of uh, towns around the country because they cannot simply find anywhere else to live if they have been okay. given a notice let, to quit let, let's by let's say landlord. That to the landlord.
1: Minister M- Ivana yeah. says that people are going to be evicted what are you going to say to those people uh, it's all very well good you saying that things are going to be built down the line or that there are no, these no, schemes no. what about the people who are going to be evicted in the immediate aftermath of the, of the eviction ban being lifted
3: number one all the local authorities and that's the first protocol. Uh, secondly, call it, secondly it's if people they, we're putting 2000 extra emergency beds into being throughout all the local authority system uh, at, at this moment in time All the local authorities combined have 6,300 for single beds and for families we can cater for for fifteen. So do you believe you have
1: have enough accommodation to uh, 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 accommodate all those who will be evicted in the aftermath of the ban being lifted?
3: We are, it's, any local authority that comes forward. We want them to secure as much. No, no, emergency- it's a simple no, question, no, no.
1: Kieran. Do you have enough accommodation, emergency accommodation, to accommodate all the people who are going to the be evicted in the wake of the ban? The resources belated?
3: are there from government for the local authorities to secure as much emergency accommodation as required. But can I make the point? A couple of other points. The, in, in since uh, the start of this year, there have been nineteen thousand additional uh, tenancies created. We have created. Uh, in the last quarter of last year <laughs> yeah, but, eighteen nineteen hundred. But, but we're about it's, to
1: see a lot of people being evicted we know that the eviction ban is being removed so there will be evictions that, that come to fruition and that, that and, mature and, and, now and, and, not,
3: and not everyone based on the number not everyone that's evicted I know this is not all w- will end up being homeless but the, for the people that are being homeless and that's hugely important the local authorities are geared up uh, and we're the tenant in situ scheme. So if there's someone, okay. who's on, no, and I think uh, I've a got to, No, I've got the, to bring no, Ivana, but you've no, made p- your point. The, te-
2: p- the local authorities are geared up. Ivan, are it, you reassured? It, and- I'm not. And, you know, this is not opposition, you know, rhetoric. This is what we're hearing from uh, homeless agencies, from local authority managers who are telling us, you know, government are giving resources, but there's no accommodation there to secure. Father Peter McFerry saying last week, the eviction ban uh, is necessary because without it, trying to house people in this crisis is like trying to empty the bathwater with the tap still on. There is nowhere else in the pipeline for people to move into. And let's remember, Kira, these are people who are facing eviction, no fault evictions. Clearly landlords were always able to evict for people, you know, where people weren't paying the rent okay. or were engaging in anti-social behaviour. But people who, like the elderly brothers in my constituency, have been renting the same place for decades the landlord wishes to sell. They have nowhere else okay. to can go. I'm, I'm going to give the last word to the to Minister it here, Vanna, but I appreciate the, the, the your point. The, point, tenant,
3: thank you. the tenant in situ scheme, that's someone on HAP or RAS. The local authority can purchase their home. That's number one. Secondly, we're bringing in uh, two further schemes for people that are not on the housing list. They're not on HAP or RAS. There, there's going to be a scheme where the first opportunity to purchase, they'll be able to get um, low-cost loans. we will extend that with the local authorities. And we're bringing in a rental scheme where if someone is renting uh, the local authorities can purchase their home. We'll have that up on an administrative morning from the 1st of April. All so, right. it's what we want to say to people is go to the local authorities. That's the first The very minute. And, 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 and the resources are there, and governments stand ready to provide whatever rules are required for the local Look, authorities thank, to get Thank ex- you both extra very much for
1: speaking to us on the eviction ban this morning. That is Kieran O'Donnell, their Finnegale Minister of State with Responsibility for Local Government and Planning, and Ivana Bachik, Labour Party leader.
4: Now, Boris Johnson faces a battle for his political future today after a dossier setting out his defence in relation to the Partygate scandal raised fresh questions about his knowledge of what was happening in Downing Street during the Covid lockdowns. Philip Webster, former political editor of the Times of London, how much trouble is Boris Johnson in, in your view?
0: Oh, he's in serious trouble. This is very much Boris Johnson Day at Westminster because... uh, he, at two o'clock, he starts a four-hour appearance before this committee, deciding whether he misled um Parliament. And then at round about 2.30, the division bells will go, and Boris will trail off to the Commons division lobbies and vote against the Stormont break. So he's put himself at the head of that rebellion. Um But first of all, or during the day, he's got to see off the most... uh powerful uh, group of uh, parliamentarians in the House of Commons and uh, he's going to have a difficult day it's his date with destiny Um, we know that they begin this process believing that he did uh, probably deliberately mislead the House of Commons and it's his job to say that he didn't he will say yes I did mislead the Commons but I didn't do it recklessly or intentionally
4: OK. Uh, and, uh, like, is that, is his argument likely to hold sway? Uh, it, there is a Conservative majority, I, I I think I'm right in saying, on this particular committee. Will that matter? What will ultimately decide his fate?
0: No, the committee, I mean, in the end, if the committee recommends that he be suspended, uh, for 10 days or more, that will open the way to a by-election in his constituency. Now, that the committee's verdict would have to be passed by the House of Commons in a full vote. But I've got no doubt that it would be. Um, a lot of Conservative MPs really want this saga to end, and they don't want Bo- Boris Johnson out there in the background continuing to cause trouble, as he will do today for Rishi Sunak on the, on the Stormont break. So a lot of people want this done. If it goes to a by-election in his constituency in West London, uh, he'll lose it. He'll lose it. But he'll be hoping that the punishment they recommend will be under 10 days, which will mean that he carries on as an MP, shamed, yes, but he's been shamed a lot in his career, and he'll still be there. He'll be able to have another go after the general election, maybe to come back as uh, as Tory leader really? if the it, Conservatives lose it.
4: Is that still a viable option, do you think?
0: In his own mind, it is. I think it's uh, no longer an option In the minds of too many Tory MPs. But Boris has huge belief, belief in his own capacity to fight back. And there's no doubt he wouldn't be doing this today. He wouldn't be putting the hours into preparing himself for this uh, um, for this confrontation with with the committee unless he really believed that he had a chance one day of making a comeback and we know he believes that because he thought about it before Sudank um took over from Liz yeah.
4: Trust. And, and just very finally that you mentioned his opposition to the Windsor framework is that um is that Boris being political does he see some political advantage in, in siding with the, the Eurosceptics or, or other, or is it a genuine belief that it's the um that it's a bad deal
0: <laughs> um Well, we know that Boris led the original Brexit campaign back in 2016 uh, because he thought it would do him well in the party. And, of course, he got the party leadership and he became Prime Minister. We know that he wrote those two pieces, one in favour of Brexit and one against. So uh, you could make up your own mind. He's clearly decided at this moment his last remaining hope is to put himself at the head of this rebellion by the Tory right. The question is, how many will there be? I would say maybe 30 maximum. That's not going to worry anybody. The The framework will go through um, with the DUP voting against it, as we know, and, uh, you know, uh, a couple of dozen Tory MPs. But Rishi Sunak is uh, going to implement it anyway.
4: Philip Webster, former political editor of The Times, Thank you for talking to News Talk breakfast this morning.
0: Nice. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.